Yes, it's good to see uh, so many of you here this evening. Uh, it's great to be here with you. Uh, and I am going to ask you a question to start off. Who here likes a superhero movie? Get those hands up. Adults, you're involved in this too. Who likes a superhero movie? Yes, great. They're brilliant, aren't they? I love them. So much action and adventure involved in them. But now tell me this. Every superhero movie has a hero, right? We all know that. But who else does it need in it? Who do you think? A villain, you're exactly right. It needs some bad guys, doesn't it? Because in our superhero movie, what we usually find is that the bad guys, they're putting these innocent people in danger, and it seems like there is no hope, right? Unless, of course, we have a superhero on the scene. And so in comes a superhero, and he rescues these people and fights off the bad guys. That's what happens in a superhero movie, right? Just going to switch to the pictures I have of my notes because they're frozen. So <laughs> we gave out thousands of flyers the past couple of weeks, okay? And on those flyers, we were telling people about what's happening in the church, what they can come along to. And also, there was a bit of a thought at the start of that uh, flyer. And it mentioned about exploring this hero of Christianity. So for the next five minutes five or so minutes, I'm going to talk about the villains and the hero that we find in the Bible. So it all started in the very beginning when God created the world. Okay, next slide we've got coming up. Here's a picture of it. And whenever God created the world, he created two people called Adam and Eve. And in the beginning, it was perfect. There was this perfect relationship between God and the people it was perfect relationships between the people themselves and the world was just as it should be. But then, like any superhero movie, it all took a bit of a turn. See, Adam and Eve brought this terrible thing into the world called sin. They rebelled against God. He had given them everything that they needed, but they turned away from them and they chose to go their own way instead. And this sin made the world a broken place, like you can see on the screen. And there was this gap then between God and man. Sin had broken that relationship. And you'll see a picture of that on the screen too. There is this gap because sin separates God from us. And we look at this story so far and we think, oh, we're going to need a hero to step in here pretty soon, I think. But here's the issue. Here's the issue with what normally happens. See, we want a hero, but actually, we are some of the bad guys in the story. See, from that point on with Adam and Eve, we have all had this same problem of sin. And maybe you're thinking, well, Scott, I don't really know what sin is, so let me try to explain it. So sin, it puts ourself at the center instead of God. And don't we all do that sometimes? Or maybe another way to think about it is that sin is the, are the things which we think or say or do which break God's laws. And well, I think we're all guilty of that, aren't we? And so if we want a hero to come and to sort out all of the wrong and get rid of all the bad guys, well, it's not looking very good for us. Sure, it's not. But you know, we wouldn't invite everyone to a barbecue and leave you with just bad news. That'd be a pretty bad day, wouldn't it? And so here is the good news. 
See, in a book of the Bible called Romans, it talks about how we all have this problem of sin. And we've talked about that. But when we get to chapter five, it also says this, and this is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. It says, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And now, maybe we need to unpack that a little bit if it's going to become your favorite verse anytime soon. But just on a surface level, let's think about this. We have just mentioned that we are the bad guys. And then I've just told you through this verse that God shows his love for us. Isn't that incredible? We are the bad guys and God shows his love for us. The hero shows love for the bad guys. He comes to rescue even the bad guys. I mean, we can look at Jesus and think that, well, he wouldn't want anything to do with me. Like, I am too broken, I am not polished enough, not good enough, he would want nothing to do with me. But this verse doesn't say that he only starts to care whenever you've got your life together. It says that he has shown his love for us through Jesus' death for us while we were still sinners. Just as we are, we are welcomed to receive his rescue. But now, come on, we have been talking about a hero and we've been talking about rescue and Jesus' death somehow comes into that. So what is going on there? And I want to give you a bit of an illustration to show you that. So this is where the paddling pill comes in. Now, who knows what this is? It's maybe a little bit hard to see, but does anybody know what this is? It's like a card, yes. So this has got my name on it. This is an identification card. It's basically like a name badge, okay? And so this holds some information about me on it. And so if you guys wanted to be me for a day, you'd have to wear this around with you. I don't know who would want to be me for a day, but that's what you would have to do. You would? Oh, love that, William. Now, I want you to imagine, though, that all of the things that I have ever done are stored on this card, okay? And so here's me wearing my card. Oh, this mic's gonna struggle. Is it struggling? I don't know. I'll sort that out when I have to take it off. Uh, so let's imagine that this card, it stores information about me. It records everything that I have ever done, including the bad things. It's suddenly become pretty scary to wear, hasn't it? And so I, my sin, is held in this card, and I wear it every day. You can imagine the same thing if you had a name badge on and it recorded everything you've ever done, even the bad things. I want you to think about where you would be in this story as well. And now, in this bucket, which is over here, we're gonna say that in this bucket, we're representing the punishment for sin, okay? So, I'll get Andy up to help me with this part. In that bucket, we have the punishment for sin, and that punishment is described in the Bible as death. See, God's wrath will be poured out on sin because he is too good to let sin be swept under the carpet. He's too good to let all of the wrongs just go unsaid, undealt with. But unfortunately, that means that this bucket is bad news for us all because, and I'm going to have to do some jigging about here. I have got, let's change to the, this mic, perfect. 
I wear my sin at the minute in this card, right? And as I hold my sin, as I keep going my own way, even if I just do nothing about it, it still hangs around my neck. And that punishment for sin then should come down on me. We are people who long for justice to happen, but here's where it gets us. So there's where justice gets us, right? I pay the price for my sin, which I've held on myself, okay? However, there is another way. There is another way. Because remember, we have a hero in this story, and his name is Jesus. And Josh is going to play that part for a second, okay? So Jesus, he didn't have any sin at all. His card that he wears is perfectly clean. He lived a perfect life. And yet at the end of his time on earth, you know what he did? He chose to die on the cross for people like you and people like me. Why would he do that? Why would he die on the cross? Well, so that he could stand there And he could hold out his card and offer a swap for us. So that in his death, the price for my sin, for your sin, could be paid. And so what happens as we believe in him is that my sin goes on him. And his perfect record is transferred onto me. And the punishment then for my sin gets paid by Jesus. I'm thankful for willing volunteers in this church. <laughs> but the wrath of God represented in that bucket against sin was paid by Jesus on the cross instead of us. That is the other option. I would not have had to pay the punishment for my sin should I trust in Jesus? And we get to stand before God then with Jesus' perfect record, with his spotless record. We don't need to feel good enough because he has earned our salvation. And now, Scott, you started off by saying, by framing this whole thing as a superhero story, and the hero has just died. But thankfully, the story doesn't end there. And actually, it gets even better. See, three days later, Jesus was raised back to life. He was raised back to life because he defeated sin and death. They could not defeat him. And what's more is that anyone who trusts in Jesus will also be raised again because our hero has rescued us from sin and death too. The swap has been made, the price has been paid, and life with God is forever ours who put our trust in him. What a joy to know such a loving saviour and to know our sins forgiven. Our response this evening should be to recognise that sin that we have 
and to believe that Christ really is offering us forgiveness through his death in our place. You do have a choice to make of what you do with your sin. And I would urge you to look to Jesus and to see that he is worthy of our praise. For while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Such is his love. You guys can sit down. I hope you'll join with me in this prayer if that news is something that you want to respond to. So let's talk to God as we pray here. Jesus, we see that you are a hero worth following. We have not followed you as we should. And in fact, we've gone against you and gone our own way. But thank you, Father, that you do love us and that you sent your son Jesus to die for us, that we might be forgiven. Father, we can do nothing to save ourselves because we fall short every time. And so we trust that Jesus has been a substitute for us on the cross. Forgive us, we pray, and help us to live and follow you, our King who is worthy of our praise. Amen.